NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. Welcome to the Motorsports Hour with Nate Ryan. A.J. Allmendinger will be joining us in just a bit. But we first begin tonight with breaking news. A plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr. crashed while landing at an airport in Elizabethton, Tennessee. The Elizabethton Municipal Airport is 14 miles southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway. Nate, what's the latest? Uh, Krista, I spoke with Mike Davis, who handles communications at Junior Motorsports. This is what we know. Five people were on the plane Dale Earnhardt Jr., his wife Amy, and their daughter Isla, along with two pilots. Everyone on board survived, and you can see the photo right there of the plane crash. And Dale Jr. was taken to the hospital, a local hospital, for further evaluation. Well, the images, those photos, certainly scary. Do we know what happened? Uh, we do have a statement from the FAA that was provided to Diane Gallagher at CNN. She tweeted it out, and that statement reads, A Cessna citation rolled off the end of runway 24 and caught fire after landing at Elizabethton Municipal Airport in Tennessee at 3.40 p.m. today. Well, again, um, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane crashing while landing in Tennessee. Um, he has been taken, as Nate said, to the hospital. We will continue uh, to bring you information. If we receive any, any additional information, we'll update you later on in this program. And you can continue to follow this story at NBCSports.com. But we are so thankful that it appears everyone is okay. And we'll be right back. Comes out, he'll win at Bristol. You can hear the crowd too, they are into it. The 50th anniversary of racing in Unadilla, and the victory goes to Ken Watson. Dixon wiggles to the line, Rosenquist on his gearbox, dives into the side. Well done there, Scott. Scott Good job, Dixon will win. Drop the hammer, Jimmy. Yeah. Kurt Busch has a six pack of monster energy in Bristol. This was an awesome, awesome win for us. And that was awesome hair, too. It's Thursday. <laughs> that means this is the Motorsports Hour. No Parker today. Nate Ryan, where I said, is here. A.J. Allmendinger in the regular seat, like he always is. And the action has already begun in Bristol. We're going to head to the track to check in with Jeff Burton and Kyle Petty in just a bit. But as you just saw, a busy weekend. I mean, racing cars, selling cars, a little bit of everything. Here is the road ahead. Yeah, motocross in Bud's Creek. Of course, we got NASCAR at Bristol, IndyCar at Pocono. And let's not forget Mecham Auctions. Uh, no question, it's going to be a big weekend for more Mecham coverage for you tonight at 6 Eastern. Meanwhile, NASCAR is back in Bristol, where two siblings stole the show in the spring. The two best drivers here at Bristol Motor Speedway battling for the victory. Kyle Busch leads brother Kirk by a single car lane. Kyle Busch is going to come down to the checkered flag. <laughs> Eight, eight. Thank you, guys. When you give him a lead late, you have given the junkyard dog a bone. It's going to be pretty tough to take it away. I overstepped the car's limits in turn one with like three to go. Yeah, otherwise, I was going to recommend three and four come and take the checker. I was going to flat out recommend. 
You can't tell people that you're going to wreck them before you do it because when roles are reversed, that person's going to wreck you. Okay, so we kind of have a theme going when every time you go to Bristol, you have to consider the Bush brothers, but the, uh, based on what they did last year, they really dominated. Yeah, they're, they're okay if you're <laughs> into that type of thing. Uh, it's, we see Kyle Busch. He's kind of the last couple of races there at times. I mean, I think last year's race, because I was driving out of the racetrack in the same wreck that he was involved in because right. I was done. Right. He was like three or four laps down. And next you know, by the time I get home, he's battling for the win. So Kyle Busch, you can never count him out, whether the car looks perfect or it's destroyed. He knows how to get up there and wheel it around Bristol. And Kurt Busch is always so quiet during the race, it seems like, but knows how to put himself in position. And when it's time to get up on the wheel, we saw last year and we saw earlier this year trying to go after his brother that when it's time in those closing stages, those last 10 laps, if he's got a chance to win, Kurt Busch will usually find a way to go win a race. Yeah, Kyle was involved in a couple of wrecks the last time at Bristol AJ. <laughs> yeah. one, the one you mentioned early where yeah. He, yeah, I think he fell a lap down, but then toward the end he actually wrecked Martin Truex Jr. when they were battling for Truex uh, for second with about 20 or 30 laps to go. The last time here I think he was most worried about getting wrecked by his yeah. brother, mm -hmm. as we just heard about. But uh, that was a great one-two finish, much like the one at Kentucky uh, a few weeks ago where the roles were reversed and Kurt won. So I, I think we could see another brotherly Bush battle. Yeah. And when you see those numbers, I mean – 14 wins at this racetrack between them. I mean, there are drivers. I mean, you would just hope for one win. For these yeah. guys, this one family to have 14 wins is really incredible. And AJ, I mean, explain. It's not like it's the easiest track in the world either. No, it really isn't. But this is a racetrack that doesn't change a lot over the years. Yeah, they've added the traction compound at times. And the lane's either been on the bottom or moves to the top. But as a whole, the track just doesn't change much. So if you get a feel around this place, you know what you want in a race car from the first time you get on it in practice. And this is what Kurt and Kyle both have. They have a feel for Bristol. They know exactly how the car is supposed to feel. They know how it's supposed to feel at the start of practice and say, you know what, even if it's not perfect, knowing that by the time we drop the green Saturday night, it's going to be the right car or vice versa. If they're a little bit off, they know how to fix it. So these, just because the track, Nate, doesn't change a lot, I think that's why they know every year how they want the race car to go in from practice all the way through qualifying into the race. Yeah, and what strikes me, AJ, is that I mean, they've been so good since the outset. I mean, Kurt won, I think, four or five times in the early 2000s. Right after his rookie season, he was immediately winning at this place. And Kyle also has just taken to it. And they really, I think, enter as, as possibly the co-favorites for this weekend. Well, and anytime you see Bristol on the calendar, that would be the big storyline, the Bush brothers heading in. Uh, but it does seem a little strange to talk about anything but the breaking news that, that we just brought you on the air with, the fact that Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane crashed about 14 miles um, southeast of the racetrack. Um, Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton are at Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, K&N Series, the Truck Series racing there um, today. So I know it's loud, Kyle, but we want to get your guys' thoughts um, on that news and, and if there's anything you're hearing uh, on the story. No, that you, all we're hearing is what you guys are hearing. And, and I'll say this, when Jeff and I, when Jeff came up and we heard the news about Dale Jr., first and foremost, he's our friend. He's our friend. We were concerned about him as, as a friend, as a teammate. But I got to be honest, it, it sent chills up my spine because 26 years ago, I was sitting in a hotel room here uh, when I got the news about Alan Kowicki's plane crash here. So, um, you know, it, it just brought back a lot of, lot of memories. But I will say this. We are so thankful, so thankful uh, that he and everybody in the Earnhardt family is, is fine and everything appears to be good at this point in time. Yeah, it's really hard to hear. I, can't, I cannot hear a word you're I know, saying. I know you can't. But, can't hear but you know, listen. It, you know, these things are scary, especially in this area after after the Alan Kowicki stuff in this area and, and 
But the main thing is that we're hearing that they're okay. And, uh, you know, as many times as we travel and fly around the country, um, you know, we're fortunate that, that it's, this sounds like a really good outcome. And, but it's scary. It's scary for yeah. everybody, that's yeah. for sure. Well, we do want to get your take because we do hear race cars zooming around behind you. I want to get your take on the weekend. Um, we've been talking a little bit. They've been talking about the Bush brothers. I assume you guys have some, some drivers you want to talk about as well? You go. I do. I, Jeff, I listen, yeah, I, I'm going to follow Jeff on this one. So Joey Logano and, and to me, Denny Hamlin are two people I want to talk about. And for kind of two different reasons. I think Denny Hamlin's moving in the right direction. Yes. You know, Denny Hamlin scored the most points of anybody since Chicago. Uh, they've been running well. I, I think they've scored the most points in the last three races, um, you know, uh, combined-wise. So, you know, Denny Hamlin and his team are really, although not, you know, leading every lap, not doing that kind of thing, but showing that consistent speed. And I think that's what it's going to take to roll through the playoffs. And then Joey Logano, not so much. Joey Logano and his team, they're kind of going the other way. And they're going to need to get it together. But – the reason I brought those two guys up is because this is a racetrack that they're both very good on, and they can right the ship here. Yeah, they can. And, and, and listen, last week, Joey Logano, before the race started, said probably one of the worst cars I've ever had in practice. They threw the kitchen sink at it and had a competitive car in the race. That bodes well for the team, but they've got to be ready on Friday. They've got to be ready on Saturday to compete and win races. So I, I agree. I think they're just kind of stagnant or not really making any progress. But as you say, Denny... Here's a team where Denny said a few weeks ago he thought they were one of the top two or three teams in the garage area. And over the last five or six weeks, they've shown they are one of the top two or three teams. Yes, they're not busting the door down, winning all the races. They're not leading all the laps. But they've got those solid finishes, and they're positioning themselves when we get to the playoffs to challenge for the championship. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, I think you guys are talking about the Bush brothers. I, I know everybody talks about Kyle all the time, yeah. but – Kurt is very hungry. I think that Kurt wants to prove to the world that he can win a championship. And listen, I think he's tired of listening about his brother, right? He's heard yeah. about his brother for so many years, and his brother's great. Like, yeah. everybody should be talking about his brother. But, you know, he's gotten a little tired of that, I think. Yeah. And I think he feels rejuvenated at Ganassi. And I think once, you know, you get to the first round in the playoffs, I think you really got to watch that team because I think he's going to be out there on kill mode. He's going to be out there to, to prove a point. And Kurt Busch trying to prove a point can make some stuff happen. Yeah, and, and a great, great analogy because our analyst, because I, I think looking at Kurt Busch, he's trying to, he is to win a point. He came to that team, and I think instantly almost he became the number one driver. He became the lead driver at Ganassi. I think he vaulted over Kyle Larson. I know Larson's the future, but I think he vaulted over him. And I think he is a team after he beat his brother. Uh, the, the joy in his face, the excitement that he had, that like that was a breath of fresh air. That's Kurt Busch of old. That's Kurt Busch when we first saw him. He's hungry. He wants to do good. He wants to win. And I think when you back Kurt Busch in a corner and you put a challenge in front of him, he's a dangerous man. He loves it. Yeah, he does. I, they both do. That's, yeah. You know, as a competitor, I always were mad at him because they didn't care. <laughs> you know, like distractions meant nothing to them. Yes, nothing. Right? And I'm like – you know, how do they do that? And part of me was jealous of them because how do they do that? And I, I swear, the more pressure you put on them, the more outside distractions yeah. you put on them, it doesn't matter. They yeah. just go to the racetrack and perform. Yeah, the more pressure, the better for those guys. Kyle, this is AJ. How, how big of a weekend do you think is it for somebody like Clint Boyer that's historically been pretty good at this racetrack and we just seen the downslide 
that he's having right on the edge of the playoffs. Do you think that this is probably the biggest weekend that he will have this season? You know, I think Clint was on motor mouse yesterday, and I think he tried to slough it off, but that pressure's there. I think we saw it last week with the interview after the accident, uh, and he came out of the, the, the infield care center. He was really speechless. He didn't know what to say. I think the pressure on Clint to turn that team around, especially with Kevin winning and the way it's going. And listen, it's been in his grasp. He was 30 or 40 points to the good last week, then gets in an accident and ends up, he's still above, but they've got to turn something around. And I think he had a, a great statement last week. We've just got to be competitive week in and week out. Forget the playoffs. I know he's not forgetting him, but we need to establish ourselves as a team. And he's made comments, will Tony have me back next year? That's a big statement by Clint Boyer. All right, well, if you guys can still hear by the end of this hour, we're going to continue to come back to you. It's truck qualifying going on behind the guys. I know they're both excited for tonight's Truck Series race. Reminder to the fans, the Truck Series playoffs actually begin with this race tonight. We're going to have more from Bristol Motor Speedway, more from here in the studio in Charlotte, and, of course, more on today's breaking news, the plane crash with Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming up. Welcome back to the Motorsports Hour, and uh, we return again to our breaking news today. Uh, if you're just joining us, a plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr. crashed while landing at an airport in Elizabethton, Tennessee. The Elizabethton Municipal Airport is 14 miles southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway. Of course, Bristol Motor Speedway, the site of this weekend's NASCAR races. Jeff Burton and Kyle Petty are at the track as we speak. And if you guys can sort of elaborate, and for fans at home, the fact that that flying to that area, Elizabethton, I don't know if it's an airport you guys have landed at, but just the way that this sport, the way NASCAR travels. Yeah, Kyle? I mean, every every team, pretty much every team, uh, you know, drivers, uh, NASCAR themselves, the only way to do this is air travel. That's the only way to do it. And in most cases, you know, it's, it's private air travel because it's impossible to do it flying commercial uh, every single week with the schedules that everybody keeps. So, uh, you know, it's just it's just how it is. It's there's no really no other way. Uh, and for the most part, if you think about how many hours and how many times you know wheels have gone up and gone down, uh, it's proven to be relatively safe. Yeah, it, it's incredibly safe, really, when, when you look at it. And 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 I think what we lose sight of sometimes is we travel and we joke about it and call it a traveling circus, but we all travel together. Um, I mean, the Gibbs teams will be four teams on one plane or two teams on one plane. Drivers all travel together. Team members all travel together. NASCAR officials all travel together. We've been so very, very blessed in this sport from flying to California and back, to Michigan and back, to Daytona and back. Uh, think about the hours that those truck drivers spend on the, on the highway. Think about the hours that the team members spend in the air flying different places. Uh, it's the only way that we can get where we're going, do the job we're doing for the fans, do the job we're doing uh, for the sponsors, and do it in a safe and efficient manner. And we've been very, very blessed through the years because it's been, been this way. David Pearson had airplanes. Kel Yarborough had airplanes. The Elliott brothers had airplanes. It goes back 30, 40, 50 years people have flown to races this way. And when we look at the small, very small, minute number of accidents that we've had uh, and the fatalities that we've had, it's been 
a very, very blessed way to travel. We're very fortunate that so far the reports we're hearing are all good. Uh, but at the same time, I think it's a wake-up call that this is how we get there and what we do is not the safest thing in the world sometimes. And again, some images that are coming out of the of the Tennessee area there uh, where the crash occurred. And, and a reminder, yes, the, the, the sport travels with private planes, not always at the commercial airports, normally at a fixed base operator. And on any given race weekend, you'll see the line of those planes, the team planes lined up. But Nate, if you could give us the latest on what you're hearing. Yeah, we also had a tweet uh, from Kelly Earnhardt Miller, uh, Dale's sister, uh, that we can put up here. Uh, and Kelly says that we can confirm that Dale, Amy, and Isla, along with his two pilots, were involved in the crash and that everyone is safe taken to the hospital. As I told you earlier, Mike Davis, director of communications at Junior Motorsports, says Dale Jr. was taken to the hospital for further evaluations. So again, uh, it's still early in this process of gathering information, but reports so far seem to be that everybody was okay. And of course, everyone did survive that crash. And, and like, you know, earlier in the show, Kyle and Jeff talked about, I mean, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is, is our friend, our colleague. So obviously, as soon as we heard the news, um, we were all pretty scared. Um, you know, hopefully the reports that we're getting continue to be good. Yeah, I mean, and it's, you, you talk about the traveling circus joke. I mean, we're a family. Everybody, whether you're drivers, crew members, you know, media, we're all family together and we have our ups and downs, whether we're competitors or just media in general. But in general, everybody is family. And when you see something like this, I mean, it's it is scary because we all have to do that. I mean, this is part of our job. We all have to fly everywhere that we go. And, uh, you know, it's Kyle's right. Like it, it it's very minuscule compared to like how many times we fly that something like this does happen. But when something like this actually occurs, I mean, it, it scares all of us. So fortunately, so far, knock on wood, everybody seems to be okay. But, uh, you know, I'm just, just thinking of Absolutely. everybody. Yeah, yeah sure. I, I think Kyle said it well, AJ, that it sends a, a chill up your oh, spine yeah. because the Alan Kowicki crash, of course, right. was at Bristol 26 years ago. And there was that Hendrick plane crash where 10 people perished, including some, some team members. Uh, that happened at Martinsville 2004. Thankfully, that didn't happen in this instance. Uh, we have this statement as well from the FAA in which they told us what happened to the plane that was carrying Dale Jr. and his family, assessed the citation, rolled off the end of runway 24 and caught fire after landing at Elizabethton Municipal Airport in Tennessee at 3.40 p.m. today. And uh, again, uh, no injuries were reported to the FAA, so good news on that front. Okay, and I know we have talked, as Nate said, with Mike Davis, who uh, is the communications manager and getting the info right from uh, Junior Motorsports, and we'll continue to, to keep you updated. Let's go back to the racetrack again. Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton are at Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, we have KNN Series Racing, the Truck Series, uh, beginning its playoffs this evening. Sounds like truck qualifying uh, is over. We can hear you, or hopefully you can hear us. Um, as we continue to to cover the story, Jeff. I've never been so happy for qualifying <laughs> to end. Uh, <laughs> it's so loud down here, and I can actually hear you now, Krista. So, yeah, uh, you know, this weekend starts off big. You know, K&N race here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they, their, their season is coming to an end. The trucks kick off their playoffs tonight. Of course, the Xfinity race tomorrow and then the Cup race Saturday. And, and you know, this is um, – this is an awesome racetrack. I mean, it's so fun. Just watching cars in practice they run around by themselves is crazy. You know, how hard the drivers are working. It's intense. I mean, it's really intense. The track has changed a little bit. They, they, they've worked on the top groove to get that rubber out of the racetrack, trying to get this bottom groove to be better. Yeah. And it'll be interesting to see tonight. I think all the Xfinity drivers and the Cup drivers are going to be watching that truck race tonight to see if that line moves up to the wall. There is some thoughts that maybe it's not going to move up like we've seen it move up in the past. 
Somebody's going to have to be brave enough to go find out, but it'll be interesting to see how the track is different this time versus how it's been the last, say, six or seven years. Yeah, it's, it's really going to be interesting in the truck race. You and I were doing, uh, doing the second, the final Xfinity practice, um, and I think John Hunter Nemechek went up there, and we just called him a tire donor because he was just up there <laughs> riding around at 16 and a half, 17-second laps. Wasn't making any time. Was just up there, there riding around because there's no grip up there. And we've, saw, we've, we've seen guys get out of the groove, and there's just nothing there. If it comes in and it's the Bristol of old, it's going to be a fantastic week because there's so much going on, so much at stake in the truck series tonight starting their playoffs. We've got the Xfinity series, but the Cup series with the bubble drivers and then the regular season championship on the line, both ends of that spectrum, both ends of those 16 uh, spots for the playoffs uh, are at stake right here as far as am I the regular season champion or do I make the playoffs? So there's just a lot of stuff going on, man, and it's Bristol on top of that. So, so – what if it doesn't ever come in? What if the middle and the top never come in? And even, let's say, the bottom is a preferred lane for three-quarters of the yes. of the cup race. And the only way to pass is, you know, how are you going to have to do that? you got to move somebody out of the way. So imagine if we have that, if that happens. And, I, I there, listen, there's a lot of unknowns here this weekend. Yeah. It really is. It, I, I, we can say that every week. But when I came here and I looked at that top groove, I'm like, something's different. Like, yeah. that is something's different. And then I went and did a little investigation, and sure enough, they've changed what they did on that top. So our investigative Krista, now I, reporters listen. from yeah. Bristol. That's right. <laughs> we're just, me, we're just glad that qualifying is – yeah, if you guys are our investigative <laughs> reporters, we might be in trouble. But glad that they can hear us now that qualifying has ended. Of course, uh, NASCAR, the sport, the race weekend, um, that's everyone's livelihood in this sport, but something much bigger – uh, much more important this this weekend and today. Um, again, resetting the news for you. A plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr., his wife Amy, their daughter Isla, crashing 14 miles southeast of the Bristol Motor Speedway at the Elizabethton Municipal Airport. Dale has been taken to the hospital for further evaluation. All passengers, including two pilots, have survived this crash. We will continue to bring you the latest here on NASCAR America when we return. Welcome into the Motorsports Hour with A.J. Allmendinger and Nate Ryan. It's a Thursday. We would normally be talking all about the racing, but racing at Bristol Motor Speedway, taking a backseat today to the breaking news that happened less than two hours ago, about 3.40 p.m. Eastern time. Um, a plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr., his wife Amy, and their daughter Isla crashing about 14 miles southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway. We do have some new video coming in from the different local stations that are in that area um, again, all passengers on board, including two pilots, uh, have survived. Uh, we have been told from Mike Davis, the communications manager with Junior Motorsports, that Dale has been taken um, to a local hospital um, to be evaluated. You see the EMS workers um, attending to Dale uh, there at the site. Again, Elizabethton Municipal Airport um, in the vicinity of Bristol Motor Speedway, uh, where NASCAR is, is the races are taking place this weekend. But as we continue to get what we hope is, is good news, again, all passengers have survived. Um, it seems like whatever injuries that, that may be, uh, we can't speculate, um, but nothing seems to be t coming yeah. in as critical uh, at again, the time. As, you, as you mentioned, Krista, uh, Mike Davis, communications manager at Junior Motorsports, said that Dale Jr. was taken to the hospital for further evaluation. I think we could see in that new video we just got that he was being attended to by EMS workers, but certainly in that video, he appears to be very awake, very alert. He's talking to them. Um, so I, I think it's fair to say that he has no major injuries based off, off this video. Mm 
And again, this is just happening, AJ. Um, you know, we were in the in the I guess our our office here yeah. and getting ready to talk. We're talking motocross. We're talking IndyCar. We're kind of de developing stories for the show today uh, when this news came in and it sort of shut everything down. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it's it's part of our family as a racing community. Uh, you know, the junior family. I mean, we're everybody's in this together and. When you have something like this happen, it just kind of puts a shock to your system, and uh, you, you get scared initially, and then you start at least hearing that it's it's possible as good of news as, as it can be, sure. and that everybody seems to be okay. But you see these images; I mean, it's just it's a little bit frightening. It's a little bit haunting. Uh, thankfully, they were obviously out of the plane already as that uh, as that kind of happened. But yeah, for sure, it, it just it puts a hold on everything, and you know, that's, that's, we get so focused on racing sometimes because it is our life. Right. And especially in NASCAR, I mean, you live it, you eat it, you sleep it. I mean, sometimes you have nightmares about it. Uh, sometimes you have good dreams about it, but it just kind of takes over your life. And then something like this happens and it shuts it all down. And you just realize, you know what, it's, it's, it's just racing cars. Like we're not, we're not doing anything major here. So, um, you know, we're just, we keep hoping that more good news keeps coming in and thankfully we have uh we have a lot of people that we trust and and that are family members of of the junior family and and as you said mike davis that are in close communications works for dale jr so uh all the news hopefully keeps coming in that is good news and it's just uh you know makes everybody take a step back for a minute yeah and i think as you said aj it's great that the initial reports have been so positive because there has been a history of aviation tragedies in NASCAR, whether it was, again, the, the Hendrick plane crash in October of 2004 near Martinsville Speedway that, that killed 10 people, including Rick Hendrick's son, uh, his brother, the engine builder for that team. I and mean, that was a devastating loss that the NASCAR community really, really wrestled with and was grieving for, for months and years and many still are to this day. Uh, and, you know, Kyle Petty mentioned it earlier. Alan Kowicki dying in a plane crash on his way to Bristol Motor Speedway, probably not far from where this plane crash was with Dale Jr. today, uh, th there's a lot there to process, I think, for the NASCAR community, again, because th they've had to deal with these types of tragedies before. And we did hear, and I know it's kind of there on, the, on your screen, the FAA statement saying, as we saw, and you, one of you guys made the point, it looks like everyone was out before those, those images got that graphic, that, that the plane, I guess, sort of skidded off or, or rolled off the right, runway. Right, yeah, and certainly, you know, that everything we've got in terms of information is that everyone got off the plane safely, all five people, the two pilots, Dale Jr., his wife Amy, and their daughter Isla. So, again, good news on that front. But when I see that fireball, I mean, I, I think of, when I think of Dale Jr., I think of the fireball from... The sports car crash at Sonoma 15 years ago, uh, you know, and that's immediately like what, what I think of when I see that plane crash and that fire. Uh, he's been, uh, he's a race car driver. Uh, he's he's lived his entire life on the edge of danger, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, unfortunately, today was another instance in which he uh, certainly, I think it's fair to say, uh, had a brush with death and was able to walk away. And we're all very, very thankful for that. And their daughter, Isla, uh, if I'm doing the math correctly, about 15 months old, just a little over a year. Uh, his wife, Amy, traveling um, with him, it appears, you know, to, to the Bristol Motor Speedway uh, race weekend. So I want to bring Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton back into the conversation. They are at the racetrack um, and have been there all day. And Kyle, I, we just were talking about how logistically, AJ, Nate, and I were sitting here at the Charlotte studios, and you know the office space well, how a conversation can happen around that table 
and all of a sudden it goes silent. Uh, when you guys there at the racetrack uh, heard the news or started seeing it come across on your phone, what was sort of the feedback from maybe the, the, the people around you or the truck series community that, that's racing there tonight? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that the truck guys, it's kind of filtered probably into those guys because they were right in the middle of qualifying about the time we started. Um, and, and listen, I can only, I can only speak for me. Um, and, and for me, it was, it was a shock. And, and I say it because I, I go back to Davey's crash at Talladega in, in the helicopter and sitting in a hotel room here. The saddest moment, one of the saddest moments I've ever had at a racetrack was watching Kawiki's truck ride around this racetrack uh, to leave and just pull out of here. Um, and and it, it just, it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call when we get people hurt at the racetrack, whether it's on pit road and as a crew member. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. It's a wake-up call to this family. And when I say family, I mean the motorsports family, the auto racing family in this country, whether it's drag racing, whether it's sprint cars. It doesn't make any difference. We grieve the short tracks. We grieve the drag strips. We grieve the big tracks. That's the way it is. And when one of your own uh, and, and we talk about Dale Jr. This is Junior Nation out there, too. We talk about that all the time. Uh, but he's a team member. He's a family member. He's a friend more than anything else. And I think, uh, for me, it, you just kind of go inside, man. Um, and, and, and I don't want to make more about this than, than, than it is because, it, obviously, we don't know everything that's going on. Uh, but it struck a major chord with me because it brought back Davey Allison and it brought back Alan Kowicki to me. Uh, as soon as I saw it on Twitter. Yeah, listen, I think I think it's a reminder to everybody, you know, that you know these the, the personalities of this sport or any sport or any and, and are, are people, they're human beings, and you know sometimes this the stuff that happens on this these phones, you know, how people making comments about people, and you know this is a this is a, a an awakening I think should be for everybody. Like, can't we be a little kinder to each other? Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, because I can promise you, Dale Jr. was thinking about coming here. He was thinking about the Xfinity race tomorrow. He was thinking about the cup race on Saturday night. He was thinking about how am I going to do the best job possible. Not a thought in his mind or, in, or a thought in none of our minds that anyone traveling here today could have some kind of problem. And, you know, it's Dale Jr. is our sport's biggest personality, right? But he's a person. But he's, he's a, a person. person. And, and, you know, why don't, we all, why don't we all realize that we never know what's going to happen and treat, treat each other with a little more respect. It'd be you know Everybody's life would be a little bit easier, I think. Yeah, it's, it's funny because all week we've talked about, let's go to Bristol. Is there going to be any retaliation from, uh, from yeah. Watkins Glen? What's it going to come down to? Is somebody going to knock somebody out of the way? Are we going to have words? And it seems it's funny how in the blink of an eye that takes a backseat to yeah. everything because life rears its head, and it's all about life. It's not about the show that we put on and what the sport is. And listen, and you know, Dale Jr. really doesn't want us talking about him right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? True, like true. he's that's how he is. I mean I, I know he is our biggest personality, but he he does his best to shy away from that. But but you know, I, again I just think this is a reminder to everybody in everyday life, you never know when you wake up in the morning what's gonna happen. Take a little time to reach out to people and tell them what you think of them in a good way. And and you know what I mean? It, it's it's it's, I, and I woke up this morning. The only thing on my mind this morning was Harrison's truck race and our, 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 Xfinity, and our Xfinity shows and this, and, and this show. That's the only thing that was on my mind. The most important thing in the world, right? And sometimes that's really not the most important thing in the world.
I, I know when we when this show's over and we walk through the garage area here and talk to the guys with the K and N series and talk to the to teams K and N and talk to the truck series, uh, that that's going to be the main topic of conversation, Krista. Yeah, absolutely. A wake up call indeed. And I, I love what Jeff said, you know, treat people with with maybe kindness. This maybe is not just a, a wake up call to, to kind of just a bigger picture sure. Uh, for sure. Keeping things in perspective and we'll continue to keep you updated again. If you're just joining us, a plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr., his family, um, two pilots crashing just southeast of the Bristol Motor Speedway. Um, all passengers have survived. Uh, we have heard that Dale has been taken to the hospital um, to be evaluated, but as we say, the, the reports coming in, like AJ said, as positive as they can be when you see images like that. We will continue to bring you more on this story and more when we come back. Welcome back to NASCAR America Motorsports Hour. About 15 minutes left in the show, and we continue to bring you today's breaking news. About 3.40 p.m., a plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr., his wife Amy, their daughter Isla, crashing um, southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, Nate Ryan, A.J. Allmendinger here on the show today. And, Nate, all the reports we're hearing, uh, first of all, all passengers on board, including the pilots surviving, but um, that Dale was taken to the hospital for evaluation. Taken to the hospital for further evaluation, according to uh, J- Junior Motorsports uh, Communications Director Mike Davis, Krista. And we saw that that video that we rolled last time where it showed Dale Jr. Uh, certainly awake, alert, and communicating with the EMS uh, officials that were attending to him. Uh, and, and I'm struck by all of the, uh, the, the wave of uh, concern uh, that has poured in. We're seeing it on social media from other drivers. Uh, we just heard Kyle Petty talk about his... As soon as the show's over, I'm sure many people are going to be asking him and Jeff Burton what they know. And I think that speaks to the fact that, yes, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is a 15-time most popular driver, uh, very well thought of in the NASCAR community, very affable, very uh, approachable, and, and everybody is concerned about him. But I think there's also concern because, I mean, we are talking about a racing family that is so famous uh, that has already been touched by tragedy before with his seven-time champion father being killed in the 2001 Daytona 500. So... I'm sure that members of the NASCAR community, when they see the reports and when they see the pictures like that, that's their immediate concern is for the Earnhardt family. For sure. I mean, and because Dale Jr. is so popular, I mean, it, I feel like it it hits the, the world news a lot, a lot more than anybody else. But, you know, it comes back to that no matter who it is, it's a part of our family. And that's that's something that we always have to focus on because of of what this racing community is, and and I, I think it's you know even more scary that it's Dale Jr.'s whole family, his wife, his daughter, you know the pilots were on the plane, but fortunately, as more reports are rolling in, and, and you never want to speculate, but it seems like everything that is being said uh, is that it's more just cuts and abrasions, and and that's what they're kind of taking care of, even though it's you don't want to say that that's it, but it's all as positive as can be, and it's, uh, you know, it's just, it, I, it keeps going back to, like Jeff Burton said, you know, it, it just makes you step back and say, you know, maybe we all just need to be a little little kinder, a little nicer to each other, because something like this at any moment could happen, and uh, we, we've all dealt with tragedy before, and, and it's just something that we don't want to have to to talk about, and it's, it's our family, and we you know, for me, it's it's tough because you just you see images like this, and it just kind of puts a shock. And I, it's 
it's hard to put into words a little bit. So fortunately, hopefully, it's just we keep getting good news coming from this. And Nate, as we look at these images, I think that's what is so, um, we're all sort of taken aback because these images look awful. Right. And we do have that report from the FAA that hopefully makes it, um, allows us to know that the, the everyone was able to get off before these, this got right. this and grim. This, the, the statement said no injuries reported to the FAA. And again, the, the cause for uh, the accident, the fire, that, that Cessna citation rolling off the end of the runway there at Elizabethton Municipal Airport in Tennessee. And, uh, you know, we, we heard, we've been talking about it, but again, aviation tragedies are, are unfortunately not new to NASCAR. They've had this experience before, whether it was Alan Kowicki dying or, or the Hendrick plane crash 15 years ago, or as Kyle mentioned, uh, Davey Allison was critically injured and eventually died after a helicopter crash at Talladega. So again, I think there is a hypersensitivity to any sort of accident involving a plane and a NASCAR driver, but thankfully the initial reports seem to be that uh, everyone survived and hopefully everyone was okay. Well, and this news has now obviously reached national news platforms, but it touches obviously our NASCAR community um, very hard. And you see a lot of drivers uh, reaching out on social media um, with their thoughts. There's Clint Boyer, um, Alex Bowman um, took over the 88 car, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s car, and of course, Jimmy Johnson, uh, the seven-time champ. Um, so we'll continue to, to bring any updates we can. Uh, we're continuing to work with the NBC affiliate in the Bristol area, WCYB. Um, I know they have spoken with, um, you know, Carter County sheriffs, um, the police chiefs, um, everyone that was on site to bring the latest. And we'll continue to have those updates on NBCSports.com. Of course, we're going to the Bristol Motor Speedway um, this weekend. Um, we know that'll be be course, one of the one of, if not the big headline yeah. going into yeah, this Yeah, I'm sure this is going to be talked about. We just saw right there, Krista, both Alex Bowman and Jimmy Johnson, of course, drive for Hendrick Motorsports. Jimmy was Dale Jr.'s teammate at Hendrick. And as you said, Alex Bowman took over for Dale Jr. And again, Hendrick really has had, unfortunately, firsthand experience with what happens when there's a plane crash involving a team plane. And that was the Hendrick Motorsports plane in October 2004 on its way to Martinsville Speedway race morning. And Rick Hendrick's brother, um, his son, uh, the team's engine builder, two of Rick Hendrick's nieces all died in that crash. And there was actually another crash involving Rick Hendrick um, about, I think, five or six years later uh, in Key West, Florida. And thankfully, he and his wife were on the plane and they were okay. But I can recall that the reaction being similar to what we just saw on social media, that again, there's a hypersensitivity to any sort of incident involving planes, and especially when it's a, it's a Hendrick member or anybody, you know, such as Dale Jr., who obviously touches so many people in the NASCAR community. And there is a group on-site, Motor Racing Outreach, who does so much with the NASCAR community. We know a lot of people will be reaching out uh, to them this weekend just to kind of maybe, you know, have those kind words and that kind of hand on the shoulder. Uh, we know Monty and Miss Melanie will, will be busy. Of course, um, the kids are singing the national anthem. It's the 20-year anniversary for MRO. So kind of in a big picture, I think everyone's going to sort of rally around um, that NASCAR community this weekend. Again, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is um, is okay as far as no critical injuries. His wife, Amy, and Isla um, have all, were all able to get off of the plane uh, that crashed in Tennessee today. We will have the latest and wrap things up from here in our Charlotte studio when we come back. Well, not the way we had hoped to bring you news uh, here on the Motorsports Hour, continuing to cover today's breaking news. Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane carrying himself, his wife, Amy, their daughter, Isla, 
uh, landing at Elizabethton Municipal Airport, 14 miles southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway, catching fire. Uh, everyone has survived, uh, including two pilots. Dale was attended to by EMS workers on site and was then taken to a local hospital to be evaluated. Um, we have just received uh, an interview from our NBC affiliate in the area, WCYB, with Elizabethton Fire Chief Barry Carrier. Let's bring that to you now. The first arriving unit was between two and three minutes out. When he arrived, it was our deputy chief. He saw heavy flames coming from the plane and the passengers were already out standing uh, in front of the plane. So they were able to get out fairly quickly then? It, they, it looks like they were able to get out fairly quickly and under their own power. Chief, we're looking up here, we're, we're two hours plus since that happened and still a very active scene. Talk about what's going on here right now, what your men are, and women are still doing. Well, the first thing they had to do was extinguish the fire, make sure that uh, the patients were okay. They were transported non-emergency to the local hospital. Then they made sure that the fire was extinguished. But we still have a large fuel spill that uh, conducted itself through some underground piping and it's burning under there. We, we can't make access to it really well. So right now we're just letting that part burn. And as soon as that burns off, the, we've got a, uh, in the process, we're protecting the environment. We've got some docking material in place near the pond where the runoff is going. So we're, we're protecting the environment, but we're having to let the scene just kind of take care of itself for probably the next couple of hours. And Chief, if you're in the area here, there's a very strong smell. It, it almost smells kind of like a charcoal burning on a grill or something, but it's obviously not. Are folks going to be dealing with that for a while, I imagine? Probably the next couple of hours. Any environmental concerns? You mentioned that runoff and where that water goes to. You, you've got the dike set up. but We do have it dike set up, and we don't think it's getting into the, the water stream at this point in time. How much fuel are we talking about? I don't know exact amount, but I know it's over a thousand gallons. What What is the moving forward here? I know we're going to be here for a while, obviously. But what do you anticipate that timeline looking like? Well, our goal is to get the, the highway open back and the airport open back. But until the fire is out, we're not going to be able to do that. We got to make sure that the scene is safe. So that's our goal. We got to uh, make sure the scene is safe and then get the uh, the roadway open and the airport open, but we still have to protect the evidence that we have for the FAA investigators are probably be here in the morning. You know, one of the things that um, we heard too was your crews were on scene in two, three minutes. Yeah. Uh, how close is this in reference to your fire station? Uh, I'm going to say two miles. So you're able to be here very quickly. And now, Obviously, this is a, a busy road. A lot of folks travel this every day, just going back and forth to home. What are what do they need to be doing, not only today, but I guess tomorrow morning as well? Well, the main thing is to be patient with us because we're, we're doing the best we can to get the roadway open back up, but that's going to take some time. And if you don't live up here, please don't come up here because the people that do live up here, they're, they're suffering with traffic congestion because we had to reroute that. So that's the best thing they can do is be patient and don't come up here and become part of the problem if you don't have to. And that's basically telling folks that are hearing, you know, that's Dell Jr.'s plane wanting to come see that. Don't don't come try to take that picture. Please don't. There'll be plenty of pictures, I'm sure, in the media uh, when the time comes. 
Right. And Chief, too, uh, when you arrived on scene and you said that the passengers were in front of the plane, outside of the plane, uh, did they talk to anyone? Were they, were they talking? They were talking to the EMS providers that were administering first aid. Who was first on scene here? I know you had your, your deputy chief was here first, but who got here first? Well, I, the, other than the fire department, I don't know. Uh, the deputy chief was the first one on scene for the fire department. And, and have you been able to talk to any of them of you to see how they're doing or talk to them about anything? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've been in constant contact, and we've been keeping track of uh, what's happening on the active scene. So our guys are doing good. It's hot out here. It's going to be out here for a while. So uh, we're rehabbing those as we need to. What's left up here? We, we've seen parts of it, but is there very much of the plane left? Most of the front end is from the wings forward. One of the things that we talked about too is seeing the pictures of those that plane on fire. It's remarkable that no one was injured. It is remarkable, and I think that uh, the passengers and the pilots were very lucky. And you know, they probably just used good judgment and common sense and and helped themselves in a time when they really needed to. Chief, obviously, you prepare for stuff like this, hoping to never use it. But but talk about you know your guys have handled this very well. It appears. Oh, excellent! The the uh, the firemen in Elizabeth and are top-notch, uh, best around. I'm proud of every single one of them. All right, thanks so much. And again, that is Fire Chief from Elizabethton, Tennessee, uh, Fire Chief Barry Carrier speaking with uh, affiliates, uh, WCYB, our NBC affiliate, there in the area. And Nate, from your news background, I mean, we got a lot of information there, especially I think what, what jumped out is as they arrived, uh, it sounds like Dale, Amy, and, and Isla were already off the plane. Yeah, and I think also the very end of that interview when he said that there was virtually nothing left of the plane except from the wings forward, and he said it is remarkable that there were no injuries uh, apparently involved in this plane crash. As he said, they were all very lucky. So Okay, so again, if you are just joining us, we know it's just a couple of minutes after the top of the hour. Uh, breaking news today around 3.40 p.m., uh, a plane carrying Dale Earnhardt Jr., his wife Amy, their daughter, Isla, um, having a, a crash landing or upon landing at Elizabethton Municipal Airport. Um, plane, as you see there, catching fire. Um, all passengers, including two pilots, surviving, getting off of the plane. Uh, again, Elizabethton is about 14 miles southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway, where the racing will take place this weekend. Kelly Earnhardt, Dale's sister, sending out uh, this message on social media. She's confirming that everyone's safe, has been taken to the hospital for further evaluation. Uh, but just so scary from the from the photos that are coming out. Um, again, as the as you heard the fire chief say, the, the plane catching fire. Yeah, I think that's just what stood out to me. Kind of what Nate just said there. That I mean, it just it's remarkable remarkable that they're generally okay, and you know it just really hits hits home and that something like this at any point in life can happen. And because we do travel so much in the sport that we love. I mean, it's, we're very lucky that this doesn't happen more often, but when it does, uh, just pray and, and very fortunate, very lucky that, that Dale Jr. and his family are okay, it seems like, the pilots. And, you know, you just, uh, it, it's, it's hard to look at those images and keep looking at them. And then you hear the, the, the chief talk about, just in his experience, how lucky that they are to, to be okay. It's, uh, it's a tough thing. It kind of sets a tone going into the race weekend. Uh, yeah, you know, it, it's it's difficult because once it gets time to go race tonight in the Truck Series race and Xfinity race uh, tomorrow, and then the Cup race Saturday night, you know it's back to business. But you know this is all in the back of our minds that we're lucky 
that that everybody is okay and it just uh it, it sets a different tone than than any of us would like going into a, a, a race weekend. Well, I think it'll be the dominant storyline, certainly tomorrow, AJ, because there'll be a lot of media attention. There'll be a lot of reporters now, probably at Bristol Motor Speedway tomorrow, that we're, we're going to be there, and they'll be asking the drivers, much like the, the, the questions you hear, AJ, after there's a serious inju- injury or fatality in a race, how do you get back in the race car? I'm sure there'll be a lot of questions to teams, drivers. You know, how do you do this on a regular basis? Do you have any more trepidation now about flying, knowing that so much of your life revolves around always having to get on private planes. And again, given the history here, given the Hendrick situation 15 years ago, given that you know Jack Roush, a team owner who flies all the time, he's been involved in a couple of crashes as well. So uh, I'm sure it's going to be the dominant narrative on Friday at Bristol Motor Speedway. We know a lot of you who watch the show follow NASCAR, obviously. So you know flying in private planes, it's, it's a part of a race weekend. Kyle, I think, joked, Kyle Petty and Jeff Burton out at the racetrack, joking that it's a traveling circus. Um, national news platforms who are obviously picking up the story may not realize that, that this is something, you know, why was he in a plane at such a little airport? That's a normal place, I would assume, to land 14 miles from the racetrack. We know there's a helicopter um, pad right at the racetrack. Right. Um, but this is just sort of the natural ebb and flow um, of every race weekend. Yeah, it's very common, Krista, that teams would land at private airstrips, small airstrips, not necessarily the, the big metropolitan airport. And of course, Bristol Motor Speedway is not located in the metropolitan area with uh, the Tri-Cities there on the, the Tennessee-Virginia border. They're, of course, going to be landing at a much smaller airport at this at this airstrip in this in this case. So uh, yeah, and I, I think you're right. I think there will be a, a lot of national attention focused on it and uh, probably people not really realizing how much travel goes into being a part of the NASCAR circuit. And we heard Jeff Burton say that earlier. Uh, you, you can't do it commercially. Teams have to fl- fly private. They have to essentially have their own Air Force to get around the country 36 races a year and, and traveling so much. And you heard the fire chief talk about the fact that, um, you know, the, the the plane fuselage sort of still there at the municipal airport. When he says stay out of the area, again, just looking at a map, can only assume um, Highway 91 uh, the highway that runs right in front of the municipal airport and then catches up with 19 uh, east, as as you know, that r- run That's right up, up to yep. the racetrack. Um, so that area uh, would be normally sort of a heavy flow on a race weekend um, from fans, media, um, team personnel uh, traveling into the race weekend. But no question as we continue um, to bring you the latest, Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s plane uh, crashing uh, Elizabethton Municipal Airport 14 miles southeast of Bristol Motor Speedway. Uh, Dale has been taken to the hospital. The team has told us that, Nate. That came straight from Mike Davis, uh, communications manager, for further evaluation. Uh, His wife, Amy, daughter, Isla, were on the plane. All have survived, and we continue to hope that all are okay. Further updates will be on NBC Nightly News tonight at 6.30 Eastern. Nate Ryan and Dustin Long will also continue to follow this story on NBCSports.com, and I think we all... Uh, are in agreement as AJ, Jeff Burton, Kyle Petty from the racetrack, Nate Ryan here in studio said, we would normally say enjoy the races, enjoy your family, and practice kindness this weekend. Thank you for watching. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro. Cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.